For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, they tell you what they know, deuce and more, deuce and more, deuce and more, the podcast that you know. Welcome into the Deuce and More podcast, recording this on a Sunday afternoon, half hour before the Super Bowl, but you know. <laughs> We have to do a podcast, <laughs> win or lose. It doesn't matter what's happening. Kings started a road trip. Final three games before the All-Star break with a tough game against OKC. How are they going to respond after that big win against the Denver Nuggets? Well, they came out sluggish. De'Aaron Fox, sluggish. The Kings defense, sluggish. Missed some shots. Started 0 for 8 from 3. They did make it a game a couple of times, including in the fourth quarter, thanks in large parts of guys like Malik Monk. Davion Mitchell, and even Keon Ellis, but SGA, Jalen Williams, and OKC, too much to handle, and the Kings lose 127-113. to 113. I'm Deuce Mason alongside Morgan Reagan. Each and every one of our podcasts presented by our friends for Northwest Exteriors. Check out northwestexteriors.com. Morgan Reagan, how are you? Take a breath. That was rough at the end there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretend like it didn't happen. Okay. okay. It that was, was like the turnover, one of the Kings' 18 turnovers they had in this game. Oh, well, you just added another one to their list. Yeah, it was just, it was not fun how it started. It was fun when they started coming back, but you could just always feel it wasn't enough. They put themselves in a hole, but at the same time, too, it wasn't just getting in that hole. It was the way they got in that hole with sloppiness and just not being engaged. That's it. That's it. Like, this was like a lot of self-inflicted stuff early from yes. Sacramento. And look, it's a 2 p.m. start in OKC, a, a noon start here. People bring up the early start time. I go, I don't. I just don't care. Like, you, you practice during that time so this yep. is yeah is it unusual to have a game early uh, yeah sure but okc just played in dallas at noon yesterday and lost they lost by like 30 plus points thank you they're on the second day of a back-to-back -back. i just expected the kings to play with a little more urgency and that's what we talked about in the pregame show i was like we always talk about all right how are the kings going to respond after this tough loss to the pistons oh they bounced back and they had a nice win I was curious how are they going to respond after a good win, mm -hmm. and I did not like the response from uh, from the start in this game. I, I was I was really disappointed. They were sloppy. De'Aaron Fox got pulled early in this game. Usually, he comes out the five and a half minute mark. He came out seven nineteen for Davion Mitchell because he had some bad moments. I really mean, bad. Missed an assignment moments. on a, a three that was SGA who nailed it. Lay on that closeout. He got beat back door. Dort got him again. So did SGA. What it was to me, what it was though, it wasn't like, oh man, he was just laid on that, and oh he tried. It was, 
it was not being locked in. Like you could tell, especially because, like you said, the amount of love that we were giving him in the pregame. Oh my I mean, God. we did a video breakdown, and I'm like, <laughs> look at what he did against Jamal Murray. He's picking him up a full court. He's into him. He's making him work. So that's why it was surprising when those mistakes were being yeah. made. It wasn't even like, oh, he's not being as aggressive as we have seen in some of these other games. It was, oh, he's not even locked in right now. Like, what is happening? I know it's an early game, but like you said. It's an early game for everybody, so I wasn't sure why exactly that was going down. That was yeah. a little disappointing, but I'm glad that he did pick it up toward the end. You could tell something hit him. I mean, whether it was Mike Brown pulling him or he understood he had to step things up for his team. I'm glad that that ended up happening, but you you got to set the tone if he, from the start. If he plays better in this game, yeah, they win the game. It, it was that type of urgency. Sure. Now, I, I give the bench unit a large amount of credit in this one because yeah. even in the first quarter when the Kings go down in this game and they start 0 for 7, Malik Monk comes in right away. It's an 8-0 run. And they get right back into things, but SGA had 15 points in the first quarter. The Kings rally. They cut the lead to 2 at 29-27 at the end of the first. And part of it was like, oh, because they were doing a great job with second chance opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like Keegan came out really aggressive on the glass, playing some great defense, too. Like, there were good things in this game, and that's where it's frustrating, where it was turnovers. First quarter, five turnovers turned into 11 OKC points. At the end of this game, 18 turnovers turning into 30 OKC points. You're just not winning games like that. That's just all there is to it. And I didn't feel like the entire game, it was like locked down OKC defense. They'd made some good defensive plays. Sure. But some of it was just like careless turnovers by Sacramento, just Brutal. The, the careless turnovers, you could tell, were a lot of mental mistakes, right? Where, like we keep mentioning, just not being fully engaged. But then you're exactly right about OKC's defense. Like, it was good and locked in at times. Like, we have seen even with the Sacramento Kings that when you're like, oh, man, this is a good defensive possession. This is good. But you knew, you knew that Domas could dominate them and whoever he was going up against on the inside. And even when I say dominate, I'm not just talking about taking more shots and being more aggressive at the rim. I think that alone, the amount of times that people were collapsing on him, and it just felt like outside shots weren't being executed early, a lot of missed threes early, um, a lot of missed open threes as well, so that was frustrating, another place where the Kings weren't locked in. I But here's the other thing, and we've said this in games this year from Sacramento, when they're what? missing shots, and they went through a, a major funk in that second quarter, too. OKC yeah. ends up leading by 10 at the half, and you're going, yeah, the Kings have kind of played like shit here, they're turning the ball over like crazy, they missed some shots, and they're still in this game. But I felt like there were a lot of quick shots. There was a lot of, like, come down, just launch. And tonight, or today, rather, the Kings end up 16 of 42 from three. Fox was 2 of 8, though. Herter only played 17 minutes. He was 0 for 3. They just missed a They took a lot of quick shots that I didn't like. It, when they're spraying, when they're attacking the paint yep. and spraying, it's great. And that's the other thing they didn't do enough today. I'm sorry. Sabonis, how many times have I said I'm sorry? I <laughs> like um I think like six. Okay. Let me apologize again. Thank you. Sabonis has a serious advantage inside. Sabonis had a triple double. Mm -hmm. He did have five turnovers. That's too much for him. He had 21, 14, and 11 against his former team. He took 14 shots. Uh, Chet can't guard him. All right. Uh, Jalen Williams, the other big, can't guard him. They don't have a lot of size up front. So they have to commit help to him. And Sabonis is pretty good at recognizing and 
you know, swinging the ball around, all of a sudden you can create some good looks for your teammates. I don't feel like they exposed that enough. There were glimpses where Sabonis got it. There were times that I thought Harrison Barnes did a fantastic job of trying to attack Chet and get him into foul trouble, but they didn't expose the lack of size from OKC enough in this game. Yeah, I mean, like you mentioned. It's a bad game. His 14, 14 attempts at the basket, and um, it, it's not... It's not even like I'm saying I want I wanted him to take every single shot. It just it's hard when you know that he was capable of taking even six more and what that six more could have even led to with the defense collapsing a little bit more and leaving guys a little bit more open on the outside. Just those little things were not being done and it all came from the start and that's why even when the Kings kept on going on little runs especially in that second half and even in that fourth quarter being like oh shit can they actually get this win can they pull this one off they never really had it because OKC also was doing such a great job of executing their game plan they were they knocked down shots in this one OKC ends up shooting 54 percent they were 48 percent from three they don't take a ton, but 13 of 27, super efficient. And it's something I talked to Morgan about on the way down to San Francisco because we did pre and post game on NBC Sports California. You know, the Kings won both those games against the Thunder early mm -hmm. on in Sacramento. Fox did not play in one of them. But the thing that really stood out to me was that Jalen Williams in those first two games had a combined 19 Great points point. and had zero threes against the Kings, zero made threes. And that Chet, had not made a three against Sacramento. And that OKC in those two games against Sacramento shot 27%. This OK, 27% from three. OKC is a good shooting team, right? They're, they, yes. they're near the top in field goal percentage. There's three-point shootings right around 37% coming into this game today. I just had a feeling like Jalen Williams is too quiet. Jalen Williams is too good of a player. I mentioned those 19 points he had in the first two games. He had 19 points at the half. He carved Sacramento up in this game. In the fact that they didn't adjust on knowing that, okay, well, we need to make sure to slow him down yeah. in the second half, and I felt like that wasn't happening. And again, they had it, better contests, but it was it, that's the thing, Morgan. You let these guys get into rhythm, and you give them good looks, especially what we didn't even get to the third quarter yet. Yeah. It, it, it's just brutal. And before I get there, too, I just don't want this chat to leave because I see, Deuce, Sabonis handles the ball more than anyone on the yeah. team. I really don't care much if he turns it over if the center is handling the ball more than the point guard. Now, the way, the reason why I'll challenge you on that is because five turnovers is too many, and it we're is. not just saying that. Players on the team are saying that. Malik Sabonis Monk, would it, say this. Sabonis would say yeah. this. But Malik Monk, even in his postgame presser, saying five turnovers for Sabonis, too many. Yeah, he had I, that one uh, when the Kings were trying to make a little bit of a push at one point where he tried to find Trey Lyles. Lyles couldn't they, save it, and then he and Lyles kind of got into it for a second. Yes. But, uh, and then some of the illegal screens, uh, those are turnovers too. Again, so. that's all, That's yeah. all. you know, like those Those are just great. little mistakes that you can't control, and absolutely. But five another, turnovers, like it's just, you can't have that, you can't have 18 turnovers. You can't have 18 turnovers, and that's why even for Sabonis, if you are going to handle the yeah. ball more, you need to set the tone with making sure that, like, we're all taking care of it here. But, yes, he did have another triple-double and was very dominant in this one. Now, going back to what you were saying about the Kings defensively on Jalen Williams Dude. and everything, and just on the rest he of the squad, He got to too. his spots, man. Can he we talk about Jalen for a second? We'll talk about him, yeah. 32 points. I mentioned the 19 the first half. Mm -hmm. He had 32 points. He had nine assists, eight rebounds. Ooh. Everyone talks about SGA because SGA is one of the best 
one of the best players in the league. I think Hell we got to yeah. stop going. He's one of the more up and coming guys. The no. guy was All NBA first team last year. He's, He's a there. stud, and he brings it. He brought it defensively. We even talked about his thirty eight points in this game after scoring forty three in Sacramento. But Jalen Williams, I mean, he is so crafty at carving up a defense, finding just enough room to get to a spot, has a little fadeaway jumper that he loves in the mid-range. He's got that floater game going, too. I thought he was fantastic, and he plays tough. You know, he you may look at him and go, he's kind of an undersized guard. The guy is strong, and it's almost not fair some of this young talent OKC has, but I thought he was a game-changer. You can live when SGA scores 30 a game because he does that almost every single night. You can't live when when he when Jalen Williams is scoring 30 plus efficiently and finding ways to impact with the assists, the playmaking and the All rebounding. Of it. All yeah, of it. He's, and I, he's great. And I think when we when we also look back at uh Dor 17. Well, okay. Calm down, bud. I'm bugged Calm by this down. loss like, a little bit. I'm sorry. Talk, I know, I know, I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm Go sorry. Ahead. Say you're sorry one more time. I'll, I'll get out of frame. Thank you. All right. Welcome to the Mo Podcast. Um, talking about the third quarter. And yeah, oh. the, the third quarter. And with the third quarter, I mean, that 16-0 run by the Thunder was absolutely amazing on their part. And when I say this, we look back at a lot of the highlights from that run. And looking back at those highlights, I was like, okay, was this self-inflicted? Was this OKC just doing a great job? It was both. It felt like there was zero pressure or resistance along the perimeter. There was guy, it didn't matter if it was Chet, it didn't matter if it was Dort, Williams, whoever, SGA, they were all getting to the basket, all getting into the paint with ease. It was way too easy. Um, and that run alone, they did such a good job on capitalizing on, oh, the Kings aren't showing up right now. Let's just go at them. And we should mention that the Kings had cut it to six oh, yes. with a chance to cut it to three. Herter has an air ball, and then they come down and hit a three. Mm. Sabonis answered with a three right after that. So it's 72-66, mm -hmm. and Sacramento's feeling good, right? They are kind of playing they're playing some better basketball they're starting to knock down shots and then it just collapsed on them missing shots turnovers a 16-0 run and that's the game and I understand like Sacramento was able to cut back into it in the fourth quarter but it's just you can't dig yourselves that type of hole against OKC and they're it, too good of a team they play well at home they play defense and that's what ended up happening it like, didn't just feel like a, a a hole like it was the score it felt like a mental hole it felt like a hole in so many yeah. different ways that you could look at this hole for the Sacramento Kings and I know that we felt it here I mean I know that there was times where even before that 16-0 run that you were really or no it was after it was actually in the fourth quarter just that roller coaster of a second half where you were like oh man I know the Kings got this one they're actually going to win this one watch this this is going to be a dub and then next play down OKC does something he's like okay never mind the Kings lost it right here and then you're seeing them go back and forth and I know that's how we felt I can only imagine that's how they felt because you felt them fight yeah, yeah. but it just was too much or a little Wait, what is the say? Too little, too late. Thank you. <laughs> Kings went down 24 in the third. Uh, it was 96-72 in the third quarter at 426 to go when they, they were down 24. We mentioned that 16-0 run. So at the end of three, Sacramento cut into it a little bit to make it 183. Like, okay, it doesn't feel impossible, but, mm -hmm. like, if they don't get it together now, it's going to be really tough. And they got it together. I think we got to give love to Davion Mitchell in this game. Give Davion him the Mitchell. Love. 
Hey, Damian Mitchell was the best point guard for the Kings today. I mean, honestly, he wow. was. I, I just thought he provided a spark, not only defensively, but Davion Mitchell knocking down some shots. He was 5 Huge. of 6. He had 11 of his 14 points in that fourth quarter. He hit some threes, and all of a sudden, he cut it to 12 to make it 105-93. This lead went down to 7 at one point. I'm like, oh, God, are, maybe the Kings are going to do it. That's at least what I thought at one point. But anyway, I, w what jumped out to you about Davion? Because I, I felt like he really brought some life to this team. I think his shot making ability. I mean, that was what a that, difference. That, exactly. I mean, that, that is what is going to allow him to stay on the floor. I mean, you and I talked about this on the post game show. It's, we know that there are teams that have that size advantage over him and they might even seek him out at times if they're like, okay, I know I can shoot over him. But I felt like with this matchup against OKC, you have these guys that Giddy, SGA, Williams like to put the ball on the floor, like to go to the rim, put their head down. And Davion was doing a great job being active and um, being aggressive with some of these guys. But then on the offensive end, just being in this flow of confidence and feeling his shot and actually taking the shot at a high clip, getting the Kings back into this, what it felt like uh, late there. It, it was great to see. I love seeing that for Davion. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I thought Davion was really strong. He was 4-4 four four from mm. downtown, 5-6 of six overall. He had 14 points. He had four rebounds and two assists. So Davion falls in a good category, which is great. Oh, no, we, have a good, we have a good... Oh, I, I'm, we can do that for this game. Davion, good category. Oh so aggressive. Okay. Keon Ellis, good category. Same thing as Davion. I felt like he came in with some energy and some life. I was curious if we are going to see Keon Ellis in this game because mm -hmm. the last time they played OKC, Brown did throw... Keon Ellis on SGA, and although SGA still was able to do some things, right. Keon made him work. Keon had a couple of blocks in that game, and I felt like although Keon was fouling a little bit, he was playing with aggressiveness. And yep. I'm like, that group just felt like they brought some fight, where in that third quarter when there's a 16-0 run, it's like, okay, Kings, you're turning the ball over, and you're not like getting stops on the other end. You're, you're getting crushed right now. Where is that fight? Keon Ellis is in the good category with Davion Mitchell. Yeah, he, it just disrupting, yeah. you know, the person that's managing the floor, the person that's bringing the ball up, and that's what you saw a lot from Keon. And, I mean, there's there was times where SGA was still just going to the basket so strong, and he is so good <sighs> at not only powering through, but being able to take care of the basketball when he's going there and if he needs to stop and pop or go all the way to the rim. I, I mean, I saw times where I'm like, great defense, Keon. Holy shit, SGA. Like, what well, is that they're that one play where he the, the kings got it to alex Len. i think it was monk to len it was a beautiful paint touch oh, yes. by monk penetrates gets it to len you're thinking okay this he's probably gonna jam it and this is the difference with the len mcgee discussion sometimes it's like i i prefer len out there uh-huh but one thing that len does not have is that that vertical threat where Monk can just throw that up. McGee's probably dunking that. He dishes it to Len. Len kind of soft with the ball, 
And SGA just rips it away. As he's just going up with rips it. Rips it away. Yep. Great defense by Man. SGA. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, there was a lot of those little type of moments yeah. throughout this one, and SGA really just powered through. So we mentioned Keon. Davion, Keon. Uh, I thought Keegan had some strong moments. Mm-hmm. He did a good job rebounding tonight. I, I wish he would have gotten more action with the scoring he's just one of six from three he missed some good looks tonight so he still hasn't found that consistent stroke but he had 13 points he had 10 rebounds three assists two blocks and a steal there are glimpses of good in this game it seemed like there are there are stretches where the kings would defend well for like 22 23 seconds and then there'd be one miscue out there three ball bang and you're like these are so deflating and not only that you think about someone like Keegan I felt like when everyone wasn't locked in in the beginning of this game there was turnovers De'Aaron Fox had his um whatever was going on on the defensive end for him Keegan stayed aggressive you saw him you know with a uh did he end up with two he finished with two blocks one steal but I just thought the way that he was getting up and guys getting up in SGA really showing his body showing his strength you could tell there was a different type of uh, mental shift for him in today's game. I know he finished with 13 points, 10 rebounds, so crashing the boards, just really being aggressive. He's in the he's in the good category. What's that? I can see you. What I do? Oh, I said that. Like, I no, said all that. I. So, so I'm me, sorry. I just said no. Me emphasizing my. Point. I don't feel like you emphasized it. Goodbye. Goodbye. As as Tuz mentioned, 13 points. I mean, I think you did a good job doing that. Anyway, um, yeah, and he had to defend Jalen Williams at times, and Jalen Williams hits he had some nice fallaway shots. I, I I love his game. SGA, by the way, 38 points, seven assists, three rebounds. We mentioned the defense. He was 15 of 26 shooting. Um, so I, I feel like Keegan showed some good for sure in the game. So bonus was good. I thought HB had some good moments before that third quarter. I thought he was attacking well. Um, and he had some nice defense on Chet a couple of times using his strength versus Chet, which was huge. But I, I think in the bat tonight, I'm like, Herter, Fox. I, I just, Fox can't find consistency. And last game, he had 15 points, mm-hmm. 10 assists. Today, he had 15 points. How different does it feel, right? Because, and look, and look. Because Fox wasn't taking a bunch of threes last game. He was two of eight in this game. Defensively, he was super engaged last game. Tonight, he or today, he did not start engaged. But then later on in this game, though, he, he got things going. He got better, but I still... The balance for him with the three-point shot. And I want him taking threes. He's improved it. He's worked hard to improve that three-point shot. Get in the mid-range. Get there. He has that game. He's so capable. I mean... He, it's, it's just he's struggled to find real consistency well, over the last month or so. I'm so. curious if some of the length of OKC two kind of mess with them. You, I know, think, you got yeah. Chet at times, you know, seven sure. footer coming out with those long arms and everything. I mean, go down the list of some of these guys and um, their wingspans. He had some bad turnover. It just it was a bad game for Jaren. And yeah, you know, we, we was good. oh sometimes you have off games, but I, I felt like he was up, down up he was down not up down locked into. There's you're gonna have games where you just miss shots. I'm fine with that. But it didn't. It seemed like he was mishandling the rock a lot. Mm-hmm. Defense early in that first quarter yeah. really hurt Sacramento. So, as good as he was against Denver, as engaged as he was, the playmaking, the mid range, the defense, it was to me almost complete opposite today. This is one of his. 
probably worst games of the year. And it's tough to have those games against like a good OKC team. Such a winnable game. That's and what that's, I'm saying. That's yeah. what was if so hard about it. Bit, it was yeah. like even when he did start to get things going, it still just was too little, too late. Um, yeah, so that was tough. But look, I'm I'm glad that other guys on this team still started stepping up. But you're seeing, even with guys stepping up, if your leaders are making the type of mistakes yeah. that were made when you're le- when leaders and starting unit, you know, like if they're making the mistakes that they were making today, and then on top of that, not producing at a higher level on at least one of the ends of the floor you're going to have a game like this where you end up losing even though you're in reach the entire game, it felt like. The one thing I like, okay. and this doesn't make me feel better about the loss, they still you know, lose 127 to 113. Sure. They didn't roll over today. And we mentioned they those didn't. other guys. I mentioned Ellis and, and Davion. But I think we have to talk about Malik Monk. Not only did he come in in that first quarter and give them some juice, I felt like in the third, his mindset went, you know what? I'm just going to go. I don't care if we're down 24. I don't care if we're down 18. I'm going to keep playing and chip away. I'm going to attack. I'm going to hit some threes. Monk was really good. He had 26 points off the Kings bench, 10 of 20 shooting, 6 of 10 from three. He had five assists, four rebounds. Again, leads all bench players this year in 20 and five games. He was fantastic. And so I appreciated on a night where, like, other guys did not show up to the level they needed to, that those guys kept playing and made it a game again. But the, the Kings just started to exchange baskets, and OKC got the dub. Energy, efficiency, being aggressive, going to the rim with authority, all those things that Malik Monk was doing, yeah. I felt like kept this team in it, and it kept them in it mentally, too. Like, okay, Jump on Malik's back now. Oh, Davion's making his shots. Jump on Davion's back. Yep. Who who do we need to follow and make sure we're going in this right direction and, and trying to really find a way to battle this one out and get this win? Yeah, Malik Monk did not give up in this one. He really wanted this win. I know you already said it. 26 <laughs> points. Don't want to don't wanna mess up oh. and say a stat that you already right. said. <laughs> well, can we go back to Sabonis for a second? Because I feel like we mentioned his numbers, and I was like, but five turnovers. I said tripped up, but yeah. His 17th now. Yep. Which leads the NBA. He's just a monster this year. And that that was my only feedback today is I I felt like the Kings could have gone to him more to score. They could have leaned on him a bit more. That inside-out game because he has that size advantage. But again, dude, the 21, 14 assists, 11 rebounds. It's pretty wild. Pretty wild when when you think about what he's doing down there. And at times, like when he's just... Being that strong man and battling through multiple bodies down low, I know they showed. Was that on Williams that he had that elbow there at the end uh, in the, the chest? The hook. Oh, that was okay. First of all, they went to review it just in case there was contact to the face. But Sabonis in the post goes with like he kind of spins that elbow uh-huh. right into Jalen Williams' chest, hard. Just wham. One, how did Jalen Williams just take that? I don't know. I would have been on the well, ground. Well, he didn't. He went like this. He was like, oh. No, but he stood there. Yeah. He stood adrenaline. there. I would have taken a bump like a wrestler. You know? And sold Actually, it. Actually, sell it. Sell yeah, it. Yeah, be like SGA and you get every call. You know what you do call. in that situation? What? You might even grab your throat a little bit. Oh, <gasps> oh, And just like like roll around yeah, like yeah. a floppy and they fish. Yeah. And go, what? Yeah, it hits you. <laughs> yeah, and then they actually um, tee you up for no, flopping. I, I've been so impressed, and you know, I know the Athletic did that piece on Sabonis. Same Amick did that article, and they talked about his off season, the work he's put in to you know 
be leaner and more. Mm-hmm. The he has played every game this mm. year, not eating carbs. He looks locked in. The other thing, though, that I think we we fail to mention sometimes is last year, right around Christmas time, he hurt his hand and he played through it the whole year. He yeah. was hurt. He could have had surgery. He plays through all the way through the playoffs. Here he is healthy. And well, now you could see his all around. I'm sorry. When your hand needs surgery or potentially needs surgery, yes. you just play through it and you're just, you know, using a splint Two to wrap it up. Two hands are usually used in this basketball yeah, game, yeah. right? And not only that, though, you're exactly right. With Unless you're Jalen Brown, huh? Am I right? That's so messed up. He's been working yeah, on his I left hand, it. okay? Um, it's his left, right? Yeah. Um, but for Sabonis and just being healthy and it's showing like, wow, what his game could be. He's playing like yep. an all-star. He's not an all-star, but he has 17 triple doubles on the season. And I think uh, not only seeing him healthy, but also taking a leap in understanding of what he needs to do as a center in this league. Okay, I'm not the tallest. I don't have the biggest wingspan. So what else can I do to make sure that I'm a factor out there as a center in the NBA? I'm going to get strong as shit so no one can battle through me and I can just push and bulldoze through them and it's definitely been something that you've been able to see not only just with your eyes but even through his numbers and the way that he is grabbing some of these rebounds getting second chance opportunities and also pushing the ball to go the other way winnable game winnable game winnable we gotta look ahead to the king's next game we also need to talk about the sasha vizenkov news oh yeah we do need to give a shout out to northwest exteriors you need windows we've told you all year long they present the podcast they make this possible so make sure to go to northwestexteriors.com they're simply the best trust northwest uh their showrooms at rancher cordova go there if you need windows on your house oh, it's gonna make your house better more energy efficient you're gonna save money feel secure no brainer Trust northwest.com. Uh, who's your rock and soul player of the game? Uh, well, I think I'm going to go with the same person that we went with in the post game show, and that would be Jalen Williams. Yeah. And the reason why it's Jalen Williams he because a difference maker, he man. was a difference maker for the OKC Thunder. I almost said OKC Blue, uh, which is their G League team. Uh, that we saw last night. That when we, we called the Stockton Kings game <laughs> against OKC. Last night. Which the Stockton Kings got the dub, which was nice to Huge see. Huge news. We'll spend 10 on it in a few. Don't worry. We'll get there. But um, Jalen Williams, you know, what he did in the first two games against the Sacramento Kings and to be able to have this type of game uh, finishing with 32 points, just absolutely incredible. I mean, such a force out there. He is my Rock and Soul Diner player of the game. Yeah, I go to Rock and Soul Diner just six blocks away from Golden One Center. We had it the other day on oh our trade deadline God. show. Eggs Benedict. Give me a little Benny. Every single thing. The creme brulee uh, French toast. Morgan, but goodbye. I'm sorry, a what? Benny at 2 p.m. or 5 p.m.? It, oh, yeah. Breakfast all breakfast day. Breakfast all day. Go check out Rock and Soul Diner. Tell them Deuce and Mo sent you. What's your Shreve Jewelers moment of the mm, game? Oh, these old things. Oh, yeah, dude. I'm wearing an Omega dude. watch, dude. This Big. watch, I don't even want to know how much it costs. I And you're going, oh, Deuce, you bought it? And you don't even know how much? No, no. I borrowed it. I have to give it back. Otherwise, I'll get arrested <laughs> like my dad. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> Shreve Jewelers, you need jewelry, you need watches, you need repairs. Shreve Jewelers. You know, and you say that, though, but you know there's a lot of affordable Omega watches and other watches. Oh, I know. I keep telling them. I go, oh, no, No, but Deuce I'm talking about this specific in. one they let me borrow oh, yeah, yeah. No, is no, no. nice. This one, this one yeah. even um, is actually technically one of the only 
things that NASA allows uh, the public to have. So this is called a moon watch, and Buzz Aldrin wore it to the moon. It's the first watch that was on the moon. Anyway, back to my jewelry, because how cute am I? Thank you. Valentine's Day is coming up. Make sure to go to Sharif Jewelers, you guys. There are so many things. You don't have to be rich and famous to go to Sharif Jewelers. Uh, You can seriously go get gifts, go get watches, whatever you need today. So what's your moment of the game? Diva moment? You know, I the one I I you know I don't love going to the other side, but you know the one was just SGA ripping Alex Len. No, screw that. I'm going to Davion making some threes. That's those your were, moments those, of the game, yes. Davion keeping it close. Big, um, so, big. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll note it, but you're going with your SGA stupid, made some plays, okay, whatever. Man. All SGA right, SGA made well, some got, plays. We'll note both of those. Sure. All right, coming up next for the Sacramento Kings, uh, the road trip continues. Ooh. Against the Phoenix Suns yes. Tuesday. That's a TNT game, by the way. Kings and Suns. The last time the Kings played the Suns, they were up 22 points in the fourth quarter with eight minutes to go. And they lost. Um, the Suns lost yesterday to the Warriors. Steph Curry beat them at the buzzer. Nurkic and Green kind of got into it, which is kind of fun. But the Suns team has been playing better with that Kings win when they had that comeback. They are 10-4 and four in the last 14 mm-hmm. games. So that's going to be another tough game. And then the Kings play the next night at Denver. So two more tough games before the All-Star break. My goal, win one of the next two. Win one of the next two. Is that your goal? And honestly, if I'm the Kings, like, you need to remember what went down against Phoenix. Do you remember what went down on the night? What night was that? I don't remember. Okay. Oh, it was the night Morgan had a concussion. I did. And she missed Nightshade. I did it by myself. And I talk about the Kings blowing a 22-point lead with eight minutes to go. No, I mean, in all honesty, the Kings are just um, finding that consistency defensively. Yeah. You know, it's fine. And, and you know, it's it starts. There. I, I'm so, I love De'Aaron. I'm a big De'Aaron Fox fan. And the coaching staff challenged him after the Miami game to be better defensively. He responded to that. Before today... He had 21 steals in the last five games. The deflections are through the roof. He's now tied with SGA in deflections. He's number two in steals, but he's finding a way to stay engaged all the time. He's got to get there. Here's here's what I think why we keep harping on this, especially yeah. for today. Because He's the guy. No, no, no. Not only because of that. Yeah. Lapses defensively, they're going to happen. Yep. You're going to have those moments. Mike Brown does not want those moments. You don't, you, some guys do not get those moments. They get ripped out of the game. De'Aaron Fox gets some of those moments. The moments, the lap, the defensive lapses that were happening today felt a lot different than some we had seen before. Like it was an effort thing. And when I say effort, there's, it's not like physical effort. It was more of the effort of just mentally yeah. being engaged and being locked in when someone was backdooring you, you know, and, and, and those were just really frustrating to see. Yeah, absolutely. What was that? Oh, nothing. I'm just making a joke. I'm just doing bits back here. Don't mind me. You guys, he would absolutely crucify <laughs> I, I did, me. I did it for the me. for the chat. Shout out to the chat, by the way, for hanging out with us a little bit. Of course, we're doing this as uh, the Super, Super Bowl is about to kick off. <laughs> this is how committed we are to this damn podcast. We're doing it after the Kings lose to OKC on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, a couple other notes I want to get to. Yes. Sasha Vazenkov, some tough news, and I'm so bummed about this. So... We find out today he's going to miss a few weeks. You're like, wait, wait, he just came back. Or mm-hmm. He sprained his ankle? Like, he, did he hurt it again? He did. He didn't hurt it last game. The Kings practiced before flying to OKC, and he 
sprained his same ankle again. He's going to miss a few weeks. And it sucks because, again, before he missed those seven games, I felt like, oh, he's finding a way to be back in the rotation. Yeah. And then last game against Denver, I'm like, he impacted things. We spent time talking about how maybe he can be a guy in the final 30-plus games of the year to really carve out his role on this team and impact things. He can hit the three, deflections, rebound. He does a lot of good out there. It's just another setback for him. The good news is the All-Star break's coming up, so he gets some time, so he won't miss as many games, but it still sucks. He's out. Yeah, I, I think that's the toughest thing because this injury kept him out seven games this last time around, and now you're seeing this again a few weeks. What does that mean? What is it going to be? Um, All-Star break, very positive thing, obviously, to get that rest, but at the same time, we wanted to see some consistency even in the rotation, even with him back in the rotation. I think that was something we saw that was so going in the positive direction with him getting in there and Mike Brown feeling confident about, okay, these are the yeah. eight guys, the nine guys that I'm going to go to um, that we are seeing some winning basketball. But yeah, it's not that. And Sasha hopefully can just recover really fast. Well, we'll be back live again Tuesday night following Kings and Suns. And then Wednesday, back to back, we'll be ready to go. Yeah. Some final thoughts yeah. on this one. The Kings yes. come in a little more focused. They win this game. Yeah. And there's some nights the other team gets you and you go, man, they got the best of us tonight. I think the Kings uh, had a lot of self-inflicted issues in this game. And that's why it bugs me a little bit. It was like, it wasn't just an off game. It was kind of a focus game. Early start, whatever it was, I didn't feel like they were locked in from the start where you need to be locked in when you're taking on one of the best teams in the West. Yeah. Got I, another chance to get back on track on Tuesday. I guess my final thoughts, because like, even so it's, the Super Bowl is today and everything and, and everyone's minds could be everywhere else and everything. And I know for me, like even coming into yeah. TV today, I was just like, all right, I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. Like not even thinking about other things. And you just sometimes got to find that way, whether there's a holiday going on, whether there's a big game, whatever it may be, find a way to stay locked in because all these games in the win loss columns. Oh, my gosh. Especially in the Western Conference. It's going to it's going to be tough. Tough one. Kings lose 127-113. Appreciate the live people for hanging out with us. Hit the thumbs up and subscribe. If you're watching us later, hit the thumbs up and let us know what you thought about what went down in this game. We love you guys, but we gots to go. Happy Sunday. See ya. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo. Deuce and Mo, the podcast that you know, Deuce and Mo. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.